Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I am Jim Campbell. I'm Devushan Hunter-Raja. I am Zlub. And I'm Andy Brassel. We were starting to think that it might never actually happen. But at the beginning of this month, Zlatan Ibrahimovic finally retired from football, aged 41. Following AC Milan's win over Verona last night, fans, teammates and staff all paid tribute to one of football's greats as Ibrahimovic and fellow players struggled to hold back their tears. From the beginning of his senior career at Malmo in 1999 to the end of it with AC Milan, here in 2023, the big man travelled far and wide, winning 34 trophies, including 11 league titles, playing in Sweden, the Netherlands, Italy, France, England, the US and Spain. The headline acts on opening night is inevitably Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Sweden's all-time top scorer. He was a goal machine with over 500 career goals and a mind-blowing array of finishing techniques. Ibrahimovic, shooting off. Oh! Just ask Ryan Shawcross. Now that is brilliant. Wow. That is truly exceptional. Despite being six foot five, he is one of the most acrobatic footballers of the modern era. His style so akin to martial arts that in 2010 he was awarded an honorary black belt in Taekwondo. 
This, of course, is not the full story, though, as the man and his ego got into scraps with players too numerous to mention, insulted the very leagues that employed him, feuded with everyone from Pep Guardiola to John Carew, and so, so much more. Lions, they don't compare themselves with humans. He is Latan, and this is the Football Rambles guide to him. I'm pumped. Welcome, everybody. What a blockbuster one, eh? Yeah. Oh, it gets you going, Jim. We spoke about it on the show recently mm. when Zlatan retired, but it, we didn't have space. Well, we, we, we need to dedicate a whole series to the man. Is there really. ever enough space for Zlatan? Millions of people got in touch with us saying, you've got to do a guide on the great man. So here we are. Here we are, Vitushin. You've got the call um, and you're involved in Zlatan's guide. Uh, you must be delighted. I am. I am. I'll echo what I said on the show that Jim was talking about when he retired, that... Um, I find it very cool that he played for my football club. Mm. It's quite a quite a nice nice thing that someone of that stature who certainly thought he transcended the game, whether <laughs> he did or not. I suppose we're about to get into, oh, yeah. but um, was a, I suppose a celeb? But one of the celebs you're like, oh, you see in the street, and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. I saw whoever that may be, mm. Janelle Monae. <laughs> he was my <laughs> he was my football Janelle Monae. Yeah. Right, yeah, like that, like that a lot. Some people may not know who she is. I do now. Uh, very good. Very good. Fair to say that Zlatan Ibrahimovic had a tough upbringing. Um, but in 1999, he signed his first senior contract at Malmö before embarking on a career that would take him to Ajax, Juventus, Barcelona, uh, Inter, Manchester United, PSG, Milan and many others. Um, I say many others. It's really LA Galaxy. Uh, <laughs> I we haven't yeah. uh, mentioned there. That, that tough upbringing of his, it's... It is quite interesting. Um, of course, his name would certainly uh, give this away. I mean, he's not an archetypal Swede. He's, his parents came from the former Yugoslavia. And this really is a part of who he is, Andy, you have to say. Yeah, as a person and a player. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. You think of him as defiant, as an individual, and that's because he felt excluded from society, mm -hmm. even as a kid. You know, he didn't feel part of the the youth teams and the and, and the junior teams that he was in. You mm -hmm. know, and one of the parents had a petition to have him thrown out of the team yeah. um, when when he was a kid because um, he was he was from the wrong side of the tracks. And, and and with a name like that and the way he even looks, we think of Sweden. You know, there's a sort mm. of a stereotype there. But you, but you're right. He does. I mean, he is six foot five and enormous, but especially in, in their regret, he does stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, and it affects how he does everything. Like a magnificent thumb. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the whole Swedish football traditionally is about um, the collective effort mm. and, you know, not not about flashiness, but about hard work where mm. every, everyone does their bit. No, no one's saying Zlatan Ibrahimovic didn't work hard. Of course not. Mm. But it's interesting when you hear him talk about his childhood heroes, none of them Swedish. Mm. Like none of them. He talks about um, Brazilians. He, he, he talks about uh, um, players. Who, yeah, that's 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 right. He talks about people outside of that, and he he imagines football in a very different way to the way the rest of Sweden does, and yeah. that is, as you say, why he ends up standing out. In terms of his playing style in Italy, I thought it was summed up really well: half ballerina, half gangster. Spot yeah. on. Mm. Yeah. I would say actually it's more a martial artist than a gangster and that is genuinely one of the things I find so fascinating about Ibrahimovic because you spoke in the intro about him having an honorary belt in taekwondo which sounds kind of silly based on how belts work but he, he has studied and, and practiced mm. taekwondo for, for since he was very very young and actually the way he finishes some some 
goals, it looks like a karate kick or it looks like a, yeah. a martial arts move. And it's sort of how you might envision yourself as a footballer when you're a kid, in, <laughs> when you when you kind of when you, you when you don't think about how things necessarily work. But I don't I don't remember any other player ever ever having those finishes in their lockers. That's the thing, isn't so, it? That, so consistently, at the, least. The one that I thought of straight away when you talked about that is the goal that takes them through against Italy in mm-hmm. Euro 2004. Uh, well, they needed a result, didn't they? The, the two all. Yeah. It didn't take them through. It was in their second yeah. game, but it was a very important goal in Euro well, 2004. Well, ultimately, yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. Uh, in Euro 2004. Yeah, and I, I think that sort of goal... goal of the tournament, it's, I think. It's, it's, not even, it's not even a special move on FIFA. It's a Zlatan special move where, you know, you talk about the only limit to him really being his, his own imagination. Mm-hmm. Like, where does that even come from? Yeah. He's a yeah. street fighter football yeah. player, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like he's just popped out of that game. Yeah. I mean, he could be on that game and I'm no doubt he would be Yeah. And you that. wouldn't have to change anything about him. Yeah. He could yeah. be dressed as he actually well, dresses. I, well, I think that's it. But I think the reason why the half ballerina, half gangster, I mean, if you really go into it, you could be a third ballerina, a third martial artist, and a third gangster because yeah. of his attitude and so on. Martial yes. artists. And uh, the intimidation of his very presence. Yeah. But those who um, uh, are into martial art, they're often, <laughs> they're often quite modest and humble. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and only bring out the moves uh, when it's very, very necessary. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the, these are, yeah, those are crafts that, preach an internal calm exactly. I don't think he possessed that yeah. yeah I mean when you hear stories like uh, you know he once threw uh, uh, Reno Gattuso into a bin during a training ground scuffle uh, so apparently Gattuso had been sort of like chipping off at him throughout training and that's Gattuso you, I know that's Gattuso who is really really good at this and Zlatan's not doing anything mm. and everyone's like okay this is interesting they get into the into the dressing room everyone's back in there Zlatan picks him up flips him over mm. this is Reno Gattuso yeah flips him over and just dumps him fully into a bin. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently everyone's like laughing about it for days. And yep. one of the really interesting things about that is that's taken on a bit of a life of its own because it's uh, in Italy now, once a year, um, it's become one of those sort of like folk sports where um, <laughs> no you way. have to find Reno Gattuso, oh flip God. him over and chuck him in a bin. <laughs> Gattuso hates it. Clearly. Obviously the whole of Italy turns out, <laughs> where's Gattuso? Where is he? We're going to get him. We're going to bin him. That is unbelievably good. And yet, so unfair on the little man. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not true. Yeah, (laughs) this is like this is, but this is uh, Gattuso was a man who Andrea Pirlo talked about in his autobiography would would go on fork attacks. Yes, on some of the players. So again, a man not to be trouble with. But that's actually to be fair though, if you're Zlatan Ibrahimovic and you have to, you know, assert yourself as the biggest dog in the yard, that's exactly the man you've got to throw in a bin, isn't it? This guy you're all scared of, not a problem. Not a problem. Have you tried flipping him over and putting him in a bin? <laughs> no, we haven't actually. Said I can that. quite easily do that. <laughs> yeah. And on that day, I will find him. Um, yeah, I mean, Ibrahimovic was—he was prolific in every team and in every league he went. Every league he went to. I mean, and he really was. Uh, when he got there, playing for, for Malmo, it was a huge thing, and he was just a teenager. Uh, um, but of course at that time there was interest in him and Arsene Wenger famously asked him to have a trial with Arsenal when he was 17 and he remembered said I turned it down Zlatan doesn't do auditions now of course mm. often these quotes he clearly didn't say that to Wenger when he was in his office and all this sort of stuff but when you know he, he can say that once he made it he was very consistent in insisting that he did say that though because yeah. a lot of these apocryphal stories sort of come out of mm. they're, they're, you know you're not sure where they emerge from mm. they're, they're very you know likely to have 
gone through a lot of filters, but he himself yes. has repeated that story a lot in interviews. I want to hear what Big Veng's got to say. Yeah. Did he continue talking after Wenger had left his office? <laughs> I mean, we. It, that, and that's the thing. You know, a lot of these things we're going to talk about, obviously, well, all of them he did and so on, but often there is a little bit of mythology around Ibrahimovic, and that's partially because of his so-called autobiography, Andy. Yeah, that's right, which... Um... Well, it's a work of fiction, yeah, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 a bit like if you watch a film and it's inspired by true events. Yeah, yeah, it's very much like it, it, that. And that's, what, that's it, what David Rosencrantz, the the author, talked about, wasn't yeah. it? Well, um, he, of course, he, the Ajax was the big club when he first signed for, and and and, and he's for a Swedish record fee. Yes, we, exactly. So it again shows you that there was the pressure followed him everywhere. That's right. That's right. Um, and he's and and when he got that brilliant individual goal against um, the NAC Breda in two thousand and four, you know the commentator compared him to Diego Maradona and Zinedine Zidane. That one we've all seen when he does the whole team. I don't yeah. think either of them have scored against Nack Breda. I don't think so. No. Yeah, they, I don't think Nack Breda shut them out necessarily. <laughs> just their paths never crossed. Um, you know, when you score a goal like that and. Okay, he, he, in terms of goal scoring, Ajax wasn't his most prolific place, but he is just kind of warming up and, and starting. What I mean, was there an element, Andy? I suppose there was in other places. That what was his best position? Because a, a striker like that back in those days, you might have thought, would he play as an attacking midfielder or sort of a deeper um, striker? Whereas, of course, he would go on to be the main striker. He, he would. Well, Lars Sivertsen pointed out on OTC recently the fact that he wanted to play all these own positions yeah. I mean he does mature in certain ways as as we'll get to as he goes on and on but I think Jim made a, a really important point before where he says he carries on playing like he's playing at school yeah. basically mm. and that informs some of his less palatable behaviour as, mm. as, as, as yes. well which which we saw some of it act. Yeah, oh, look, he he could be a knobhead. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's the thing. He's he's such a um, an intriguing character. I mean, if you if you were one of his teammates, you could easily say, "Oh, well, I absolutely loved him because he elevated the whole dressing." Blah blah blah. You could also say, "Well, he took a disliking to me and made my life very very miserable." Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is a YouTube compilation that would certainly back this side of his character up mm -hmm. called. Zlatan Ibrahimovic kicking his teammates. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and sometimes it's like you know pretty pretty nasty stuff yeah. uh, where there's been a clash and there's, there's been players fighting but there was a there was a particular video I'm thinking of I forget the player but um, they're, they're all in a circle and he just he just sort of slyly boots the player in the back of the head during a team talk just as a bit of a joke but you know as you say Marcus if mm. he um, if for some reason he hasn't taken a shine to you and he's doing mm. stuff like that to you that cannot be good for your self-esteem yep. your feeling of your place in the team and for team yeah. spirit in, in general and I, I wonder if that side of his his personality meant that he um he was never going to thrive in a in a team such as Pep Guardiola's Barcelona that we'll mm -hmm. come on to that that required more of a collective mm -hmm. um yeah. status almost it's well, funny because traditionally Ajax would have had that like a a better Ajax team would have changed his whole football destiny i think because Ajax is about mm -hmm. collectivity isn't it but at the time there are a load of individuals in the dressing room. Mm -hmm. It's all very turbulent. Um, he has various rows with Raphael van der Vaart. Well, he, he injured uh, him. He, yeah, he goes, in a, in a friendly, he, he goes after Mido friendly. after Mido throws a pair of scissors at his head in the dressing room. Um, all sorts goes on. And bear in mind that he's a teenager with a massive price tag on him mm -hmm. uh, playing like, you know, big level football for the first time. Yeah. And you're right. And I think that that, that, that individualism, which he 
so readily, you know, shows on and off the pitch is is kind of what what defines him. Would he sort of fit in in a system like Guardiola? Well, clearly not. But it, but he goes to Juventus after Ajax, and when you say about the Ajax way of doing things. I mean, Fabio Capello was apparently would be saying to him, "I'm going to kick Ajax out of you. I'm going to get it out of you. I want you to be more of you, kind of mm. thing, and I want you to be ruthless and and and, and all this kind of stuff." Um, I've often said, and I'll say it again, damn it all, that Inter was where he became the real superstar. Certainly, from you know our kind of collective consciousness of of him being this world beater. We saw that moment at Ajax. Obviously, had. Um, some some good times at Juventus, which were, you know, it would turn out to be not his fault, but uh, naughty times at Juventus, mm. Andy. Um, but at Inter, that's where he really became the the man. Um, and when he leaves Inter, he tells his teammates, "You won't win anything without me." He was full of this bluster. Yeah, they win the treble the next season, of course. <laughs> um, but this Inter, well, you know, you were talking about this um, the other day. That was where we saw his array of goals, his talent, and just this unbelievable quality that he possessed. Yeah, I feel like his, you know, the Serie A's Latin was the, was when he really stepped it up in terms of not just global profile, but yeah. I suppose where he saw his standing in the game. Well, in the city of Milan is where he yeah. belongs in footballing terms, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and I feel like one of the, um, certainly one of my enduring memories from that period at Inter was this sense that. In part because he's so big on the field yeah. that you just know, you always know he's playing, and, mm-hmm. and opposition teams would always know they're playing him. And I think I think it's funny that he was such a shit out off the field, mm. but not on the field. Like obviously he'd do things here and there and act oh, like a bit on the, the field. He was no, yeah, but but like the idea the was talking back to everybody. Yeah, and sure, all that. but but the idea was you had to get that out of him. Like his right. sole game, he just wanted the ball. Okay. Um, and the, the other thing I would say about the uh, the Milan um, era Zlatan is that incredible video of um, him lining up against uh, original Ronaldo mm-hmm. and just looking over at him, thinking like, fucking hell, mm. it's him. Mm-hmm. Probably the only time you've ever seen him give <laughs> yeah, any right. reference to mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was evidently quite quite studious and like appreciated history. And as Andy said earlier about you know all his heroes being non-Swedes, and that was quite sweet. I think that's the most childish you ever see him, which is understandable for somebody six foot five. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah, he, he was clearly enamoured by him, and yeah, as you say, that that period was the real definer because it kind of he kind of gets lost in the cycle of his his own marketing, I suppose, his own brand yeah. as soon as he leaves and joins Barcelona, I suppose. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. said himself his funny relationship with the English press in that um, you know they were very silly towards him and what they would say and didn't really rate him and there was this accusation of oh because we've never won the Champions League and 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 really the only team really he, he played in that would have bothered the Champions League um, final was Barcelona because when he was at Inter there was a reason why they got Mourinho in and Mancini mm. left uh, and at Barcelona when he signed for them it felt like, and it was very rare it, 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 does this happen, but it felt like one of the biggest signings of all time. You felt that this, yeah, this Barcelona side who had won everything under Guardiola, they now they've got Zlatan Ibrahimovic. They're going to be indestructible for years. And I have to say, a lot of the reason why it didn't work wasn't down to him. I mean, that's, mm. that's, that's the, the truth of it. He started that season really, really well. Guardiola really bought it bought him because he wanted a second option mm-hmm. you know he wanted a different way to play you know could Barcelona always play their way through a packed defence well we saw a couple of points in that early in that season against Barcelona when you've got someone who can pass the ball over range like Gerard Piquet he would launch the long ball towards Zlatan and it worked I mm. think you look at probably his standout game for um, Barcelona in that time is that game against Arsenal at the Emirates, isn't mm-hmm. it? Where Barcelona like ran all over Arsenal in that game and somehow didn't win the game when Arsenal scored those two goals later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And um, Ibrahimovic scored two goals in that and he was the blunt instrument they mm-hmm. needed to, yeah. to, to to get through. And of course, the reason that it changed is because Messi wasn't happy on the right. Yeah. He wanted that liberty in the middle. Now, I think you can say that history proved that Guardiola had to do that. He, he would have re- preferred to know that before mm-hmm. he absolutely bet the farm on Ibrahimovic because they spent an extraordinary amount. Of course, Barcelona have made some bad transfers over the years. <laughs> but this was just, I guess, more of an unfortunate transfer. Really, I know what you mean. In, yeah. in, in the way that things turned out. But of course, the fact they spent so much money and handed over Sammy Leto, who had a huge, huge influence on Inter winning the Champions League yeah. in 2010. But obviously, 
Ibrahimovic's pride was really, really hurt by this. Oh yeah, big time. And and but he did win the league there. You know, he, he won five trophies at Barcelona. Well, yeah. I mean, you should. I know that like there's the, one, you've got there's, this, the UEFA Super Cup and the Super Copa de España. He won twice. FIFA Club World Cup. But mm-hmm. Still, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, those are all big trophies. Come on. <laughs> According to him, they are. <laughs> um, he scored the the only goal in, in, in a Clasico. I remember. You know, so it wasn't like a a shocking time. Yeah, you know, it wasn't it wasn't kind of it was a cultural misfit. Yeah, is it, is, 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 is it, what it was. Well, yeah. it was. And I, I think when you look at we could talk about what an individual he was, and as Jim was saying, like. You know that's that's completely juxtaposed to what Barcelona, particularly at that time, are, are, are trying to do. I think you can see the weight actually that it lifts off into when he when he leaves. Mm. Of course, he was brilliant for them, but it didn't really encourage him to play good football because he's just this catch-all mm-hmm. attacking solution mm-hmm. who's big, who's strong, who can score goals, who's got incredible skill, who can create something out of nothing. They don't really need to have an attacking plan before yeah. him. It's just get it to Ibra. And he'll sort it out. Well, so to move from that to Barcelona is very, yeah, very and, difficult. And perhaps why maybe he never won the Champions League because he never played for one of those sides, a sort of what you might call um, an elite side, obviously, other than Barcelona, because the team needed to be shaped around him. Uh, I suppose maybe you could argue. But I mean, when he leaves Barcelona, I mean, he, he very much uh, lets everybody know how he felt it went. I mean, he called Pep a spineless coward and compared him to a little caretaker. I mean, he really did go off on one at mm. Guardiola. And that's where I kind of, I find it funny. I find it entertaining, don't get me wrong. But you, like, in terms of integrity, in terms of professionalism and so on, does he let himself down there, Vish? Or do you think, no, nah, good on him? Well, he, he went through that period in Spain where he basically turned everyone against him, yeah. didn't he? Do you remember there was that... Um, there was an incident when he was driving out of Barcelona's training ground, and he and him, uh, Zlatan and Piquet were good mm-hmm. mates and um, quite tactile on the field. And there was this rumor that they were in a relationship together. Um, and he based was, on a photograph, wasn't yeah, it? exactly, yeah. And he was uh, he was asked about this, and he was <laughs> whoever asked him this fucking stupid question um, through a window. He his reply was, "Why don't you invite your sister to my house and find out if I am?" Yeah, like, just. He was kind of off the wall. And yeah. I think it really feels like when you read through some of the things he said at the time that he'd already gone through this phase of thinking he was bulletproof yeah. mm. and just saying wild shit all the time mm-hmm. because he'd reached that level. You know, he yeah, signed yeah, yeah, for yeah. one of the biggest clubs in the world. So that in itself was an understanding that, you know, Brand Zlatan, Zlatan himself had reached the, the pinnacle of the sport and it was only going to be up, you know, well, rather he was just going to stay there forever. Mm. Um, because yeah, like I remember that this is probably the about the time where people start souring to Zlatan generally, mm-hmm. thinking this guy's a bit of a dick. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And 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 he, it was a match made in heaven for him when he moved to Milan after that. Mm. Berlusconi's Milan, you know, all about the individual play. You know, they, they, he was a bit like, you come here, mate, and I will put you on a throne. I will put you on that pedestal. He wins the league, and yeah. he's someone who covers a multitude of sins with his brilliance. As totally, well, as, yeah. as, as, as well. I think this is. This is all part of his uh, allure and his legend, isn't it? The mm. fact that what you know, part of the reason that we're we're even doing a, a a guide about a player like this is that he's that rare example of an anti-hero. Yeah, really, mm. you you don't see it much. The fact that he's you know he's left into having won three titles there, um, and then he goes back to their city rivals. Mm. I mean, this happens a lot more in Italy, sure. but it's still a it's still a huge huge thing in itself. That I think you can see by a lot of his moves throughout his career. I mean, deep down. 
He cares what people think. Oh, massively. But it, it's really deep down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, 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 way, the way he behaves with moves like that, with later when he buys the shares in Hammerby mm. and mm. you know people people from Malmo are very upset his hometown are very upset by that it's just there's no thought of like how it might affect other people he just he just does it mm. he's too busy doing his actions to think about his yeah, actions but, but when you say it's deep down I would say it was more deep rooted actually because I think it does play out in in you know how he how he does get bothered. He was clearly bothered by what the English press would say. And mm. in, when England played them in 2012, when he scores all four and scores that unbelievable 40-yard overhead kick, the motivation he had during that game, like it's 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 unbelievable, you know. And I think that he he would channel that a bit like we've seen other players. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo would be an obvious one, you know. Sometimes when when he channels all that kind of you know that kind of I'll show you mentality, fueled by the. By the ridicule and the hate. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, but also, like, yeah, you're, you're right. All that fuel, I'll show you um, proving people wrong, fueled by ridicule and hate. Using that as fuel to score one of the greatest goals ever scored yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. absurd. Yeah. It, it's, it's actually quite a dangerous marriage when you think of it. Totally. That kind of r- ridiculous oh, talent. You should, you should button and, up. And being motivated by hate, essentially. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Post Milan, that first... Uh, stint at uh, Milan where he has and he, he was really gutted to be made to leave by the way he was yeah it wasn't his idea but he goes to PSG of course and, and it I mean, just cleans up you know like just it, it ridiculous it's kind of after that it wouldn't be until he goes back to Milan where he's going to places well obviously slightly against his wishes but there's almost to try and sort of I don't know burst you know create new ground or prove a point again yeah. and so on well with, yeah to what? be a sort of trailblazer in this, the, the like the jewel in the crown of PSG's like incredible new project, right? And yeah. he, to be fair to him, he embraced that mm. and he did it incredibly well. Yeah, I, I mean yeah. the thing in the thing in France is he he fully becomes a cultural icon. Right. That's that's the important thing because his name becomes a verb. Yeah, he stands in front of the Eiffel Tower on the first day mm-hmm. and goes. Um, I haven't heard of any of any players in France, but they've all heard of me. Yeah, and then that he goes on and does everything he can. They have this um, uh, news show with um, this sort of parody news show with um, spitting image puppets, mm-hmm. um, every, like Monday to Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Nicolas Sarkozy are the biggest ones from well, from, from from that <laughs> time. You know, he's, he's he becomes just, a caricature of himself then, to to an extent. Um, but on the other hand. Like France is so ready for him. Mm-hmm. He is the first genuine superstar, not good player, mm-hmm. but genuine superstar of the Qatar era. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, he can't get them over the humps of the Champions League, but everything he does, the fact that he is on the front pages of the papers as well as the back pages, mm-hmm. th- this is something completely different, even for him. Yeah, well, I mean, he was in the pages when he went to LA Galaxy because um, he paid for an entire page in the LA Times to announce his r- arrival. <laughs> now, there you go. This um, is parody. Yeah, Here with, we go. with the advert reading, Dear Los Angeles, you're welcome, you know. So again, in terms of the trailblazing, I know others are sort of trailblazed, but when he goes to Galaxy and does that, but in between times, Manchester United... That was again, as I said it on, on on Monday's podcast, it was quite a bold move because mm. at the age he was and so on um, to go to England because he'd never done it before, and I think there was probably you know that still that feeling of they don't rate me over there while well, I'll go and show them. I think there w- there was a bit of that, but um, I think the thing that surprised me the most for to have him at Manchester United was like he he was actually a bit of a grown up. 
Like, mm. in, in, in a team that needed a grown-up. Mm. Like, he I've, secretly I've, had been for years, though, he, and, and people didn't <laughs> want to see. Right, okay. And he kind of obscured that with his image. He was amazing with the young players at PSG. Yeah, But that, right. that doesn't fit the Zlatan story. That Not only that we want to hear, but that mm. he wants to present. He yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't talk about his charity work. <laughs> but um, but you know it, it was a, a Manchester United side that had was a little bit directionless, and it felt like he was coming in. You know, so what he was Mourinho's second signing, mm-hmm. um, and it felt like he was coming in as like a oh, you know, we're still you know we're we're still a big club. We still got we're still getting big players. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, uh, what a big name signing, uh, and there was a bit of that. And I think I suppose only Mourinho will be able to tell you that the motivation was. You know what? A few people in this dressing room need to be shaped up, mm. and I even even me, Jose Mourinho, can only do so much. Yeah, I know just the guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a sense that you know he came in and he immediately proved everybody wrong. He was fantastic in that first season, probably Man United's best player. If I'm not forgetting someone obvious, how did it feel um, as a as a fan of football in general, who's who knows the Zlatan legend and has seen him from afar for for a long time, to have him representing your team? That must have been pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily like a jersey collector in the, you know, I suppose in in the general sense of someone who like wants big players to play for their club and thinks that's um, you know that's what football should be about. Us signing the, the biggest players in the world, the most high profile players. But there was an element of when he signed, and, and you know, to see the way he conducted himself on the field that it was. Yeah, the, the, we we were getting we weren't getting full Zlatan, but we were getting some Zlatan, mm-hmm. and some Zlatan was better than no Zlatan, mm-hmm. especially for where Manchester United were at that point. And yeah, like it's just it's, I still look back on it now and think that injury, like we could have yeah. got one more season yeah. out of that. Oh, but, I mean, especially at... what what he went on to do at Milan after leaving LA Galaxy. Mm. Well, I mean, even LA Galaxy, I mean, fifty three goals in fifty eight games. You know, people often forget that. Um, that that league is actually quite physically demanding. Absolutely, in that heat as well, and the travel as well. Underrated. Yeah. And coming off that injury, yeah, mm. his highlight reel is is incredible. And there are some of the some of the absolute bangers are from LA LA Galaxy, yeah. and they're not like they're very very difficult finishes. And it's Just... I mean his debut for them. Like that, and this is the thing: when he gives it the big one, I am Zlatan. I'm you know I'm here. You're welcome, and all the rest of it. There would have been uh, some people going, "All right, then what you got? Oh, you got that." Yeah, and that, fair enough. And that, uh, oh, okay, all right. I see. That happened time and time again in his career. That, oh, I'm coming. I'm not making up the numbers and blah 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 blah. Mm. And you know, people expected him to be that dressing room presence, yeah. and he was. And then some. You know, he turned them into a winning team again. <laughs> yeah, um, thirty-seven goals in seventy-eight games in that in those last few seasons. I mean, that that is astonishing. remarkable. Absolutely, uh, like, especially yeah. especially in the first bit mm. of that return. But of course, Mino Raiola was behind all that. We we know how close he was with his agent. And Raiola said to him, oh, come on, man, why, why are you messing around in MLS? You, you've, still, you've still got more in Europe. So, yeah. you know, proving a lot of people wrong. He was actually proving a friend wrong when, yeah. he, when, he, when he went back to, 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 to Milan, which he'd always seen as home yes. as, 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 as well. But I think you look at the young players there who there was talent that was drifting. And I think Rafael Lau is the, the, the best example. I think it's interesting in the, the the farewell match that obviously he didn't play in, but um, where he announced his retirement, when Rafael Leal scores against Verona, runs straight to the bench and to Zlatan. Mm. And that is very notable. The fact that he becomes mm. Serie A MVP in 21-22, 
Zlatan has a huge hand in that. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? And and of course, at his time at Milan, he would uh, be recalled to the Swedish national team at the age of 41 to break a record there, which is it's astonishing. And we haven't really touched on his um, international career because, again, that is something that some people may be slightly critical of. There's the whole sort of, you haven't won the Champions League thing, but then Ronaldo Phenomeno didn't win the Champions League either. Uh, but international level, I've heard one or two people say, well, he never scored at a World Cup. Well, I mean, in 2002, he played, uh, you know, I don't know, not very much. I think it was two sub-appearances. Uh, he was very young at the time in 2006. Yeah, okay, he didn't. But, I mean, Sweden are not a side who were going to be, no. you know, traditionally into the latter stages, although they, they have done, of course, in our lifetimes. But at the Euros, I think that's where you can look at his mm. scoring record. He scored a total of six goals at European Championships. Not many players at all. Only a handful have scored more at the Championships. And he gave us some great moments on the international stage. I mean, that, that we were talking about it before we came on, that back heel flick that again, that sort of karate move that you talk about, Jim, against Italy in Euro 2004 was was incredible. The scissor kick against France in 2012? Yeah, that's that, that's right. That's in Kiev, isn't it? Yeah. And, and I think you, both of those goals got goal of the tournament. Yeah, and you, you look at that that one as well. I mean, the first one that we talked about, the Italy one's about the imagination. Yeah. The one at, at France against France, it's another part of him. The fact that he can do something that acrobatic when he's six foot five and really yeah. muscly. But it's yeah. also the power. Um, that he gets in that one mm. is is a combination of two of his real real strengths. You know, it's mm. that mm. that kind of almost balletic yeah. acrobatic yeah. finesse. But the 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 way he could hit a ball <laughs> was just outrageous. I mean, that volley like, for, he scores for PSG, I think, in the Champions League against Anderlecht. That's like it's just the, as you say, the power. Mm. You talk about the finesse, it goes all in a lot of his free kicks as well mm. uh, if you watch kind of um, compilations of his best goals which I've um, been treating myself to <laughs> yeah. for the last few days <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. a lot of those free kicks are just outrageous it's amazing that the goal stays in the ground yeah. and hits them yeah. so hard oh it's Roy the Rover stuff at times you know but just to finish with um, a statistic for his international career 62 goals in 122 international appearances you can't say that he didn't have a good international career. No, no and it you, meant, just, it meant, you just can't. As someone who painted himself as an outsider, it meant a huge amount to him to have made it from the wrong side of the tracks and to be accepted mm. by Swedish society. Totally. So that's why he came back to the Sweden national team because, you know, when he had that collection of stamps released by the Swedish post office <laughs> to commemorate him, that, 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 that really got him. It's a big deal. That, that, really, that really touched him. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, He's going to be a big Mr. Football, isn't he? He is. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about um, people, you know, how good you'd have to be or rather like what it is about a player that allows or that you allow them to refer them to themselves in the third person. <laughs> and I feel like there's like, there's a spectrum in the middle where you can't do that. And yeah. above that, just above that is uh -huh. Latin Ibrahimovic. And just below that, where you can you can refer to yourself in the third person and be funny, it's probably the cum dog. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> and that and, he's but, done you know, well to get he, on this. He, he was he was the top and of there's, that. There's the legacy. <laughs> um, but, but, but in all seriousness, you know the thing he says at the end of the Verona game, where continue booing. This is the best, this is the moment of your year seeing me in person. Yeah, I think that sums him up. Yeah, because even dealing you, with hecklers. But because yeah. even if you couldn't, even if even if you couldn't stand them, yeah. stand him. Yeah. You're still kind of glad you saw him. Yeah, totally. And even if you didn't like him as a player, yeah. he's the kind of player you tell your kids about. Totally. Mm. You, 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 you're absolutely you right. You saw him once, didn't you, in, in the flesh? Yeah, I, according to my friend, he, he <laughs> in a very, very uh, appropriate manner, touched me. 
Um, but I was unaware of this at the time. Yeah, I was in the. Uh, I was obviously hanging out in the uh, the Armani Club in Milan. It was Fashion Week, and <laughs> I was the only bloke in there with a check shirt on. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Done well to get in. Yeah, got this down coming to market. Don't you know what? Uh, don't worry about it. And, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he was in there because we. My mate and I went to Milan. One of the reasons was to see this Milan side that were the champions, and Ibrahimovic was playing for them. And he wouldn't be playing because he got sent off the previous week for slapping a Napoli player on the head. <laughs> and it's just when that happened, you're just like, oh man, like I can't believe it. We're not going to see him. I did see him play for Sweden as we did in uh, Kiev, of course. Mm. Um, but I was compensated by by uh, by seeing him in the Monica, and he was there, like stood in front of us for for. It felt like an eternity, but it was probably only about I don't know ten to fifteen seconds. And I honestly, I was genuinely in awe of the man enormous like such an absolute flipping Greek god of a footballer do you know what I mean and I know he that's what he wants us all to think and say but honestly they were the emotions that I'm sure people react to him like Mm. that all the time you know some people do have a presence and that reinforces their idea of themselves yeah as I say I was unaware of the touch but I just I suddenly felt better about myself you know (laughs) touched by Zlatan (laughs) yeah indeed What, what do you think he'll do next what I think he should do, because as I said, over the last decade, he has been such a great developer of talent. Mm. It would be great if he wasn't lost to the game. But unfortunately, he's not humble enough to do that. Yeah. And he'll end up doing loads of crappy advertising, won't he? Where, he, where he, he plays on the character rather than the person. Mm. True. I, I would imagine him being, because um, he speaks multiple languages, of course, and he's played a number of countries, as we know being a pundit for various broadcasters at various sort of big... He'd be an incredible get, wouldn't he? Yeah. But a- especially... Anyone would bite your hand off to have him on. Indeed. But he's, he's not interested enough in football that's not him to be good at it. Yeah, but that's... I think that, that people would throw money at him and he'd be like, all right, and he would sit there, you know, wide-eyed, wide-legged, and just be like, well, I mean, that was okay. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got the potential to be a prolific manspreader. Hasn't yeah, he? exactly. <laughs> he, you know what? There's also a he sort take of, out a whole carriage, wouldn't he? There's yeah. a sort of Jerry Springer-style opportunity here for someone. Uh-huh. You got Gary Neville wanging on on Monday Night Football about something, mm. and then like you know, the host will be like, "Well, actually, um, you said this the other week, Gary, and um, we've got Zlatan Ibrahimovic <laughs> here, and he actually disagrees with you. <laughs> so, what do you think about that?" Uh, It'd be incredible. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go on a full retirement, not one of those many ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, whatever he does, we we shall certainly be aware of it. Absolutely no doubt about that. Um, what a man. What a career. Thank you very much for joining us on another Football Ramble Guide to you. Remember, we want your ideas for what our next guide should be. Email us at footballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble with your suggestions. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you, Vish. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Zlatan. And thank you, Mr. Ibrahimovic. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.